Sisters but not by birth Family but not by DNA Dave and Adam are two of a kind And they wanna borrow some of your day To talk into your ear holes About midi-chlorians and roller coasters Those two things are unrelated But so are they They're unrelated at birth Like most people who aren't related Unrelated at birth but they're brothers in a brotherly way Now it's time for the phenomenal brother And the golden voice of the South They're brothers from different mothers But they're both really proud To be unrelated at birth So I, I think I learned a valuable lesson this weekend, Adam I, um, Always use landscape mode when when filming a YouTube video. Because, hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's not bad. I thought it was a great video. And, and also, I need some more transition shots because the shots when I panned from one side of the stadium and then did another pan, it's a yeah. jump cut. And as, yeah. as, a, as a broadcast guy, <laughs> jump cuts are, are like my worst enemy. Really? But, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, yep. phenomenal brother, That's me. House of Mouse, yep. Adam Russell, St. Cloud, all that fun stuff. You got it. Human Jukebox, Golden Voice of the South, Dave Adams all the way, Top of the State, Madison, blah, blah, blah. That's me. <laughs> We're here. So so you're referencing our newest YouTube video when you say I, that. I am referencing Shameless our plug for our YouTube channel. Yeah. Hey, by the way, by the way, I, I did it. You, you missed one, my opening clip you didn't put in opening clip where i'm in the car with ellie like before we leave tuscaloosa uh you went facebook live on that i don't think you sent that to me. no that was on your that, that was the very first thing i sent you mm. at seven o'clock in the morning we'll have to see about that Central okay time. anyway continue but <laughs> if you haven't been on our we have two new things two new pieces of of media out there medium Media. Medium. Media. Two pieces media. of media. Two yeah. pieces of media out there for you to to go and, and bask in our glory. <laughs> As a wrestling reference for, for those yeah. non wrestling people. There's there's a wrestler whose theme song, he he's a big guy named Keith Lee. He goes, You get to bask in my glory. So Anyway, <laughs> I, just, I was just gonna let that sit. That was nice. That was uh, his great. theme, so his theme song is "Bask in His Glory." <laughs> anyway, anyways, so, so what did you think about the uh, the Big Tom's Tailgate blog there, there, Adam? I liked it personally. I thought it was yeah. good for you to share a piece of your family and something that probably a lot of people who um, know the show but don't know you that well. Yeah. Um, they got to learn something about you. I like the pictures, especially. I like the. I'm putting my band uniform on with my mom picture. That was cool. That's, I mean, it's one of those moments. Honestly, looking at that picture of you, I can see why everybody thought we were brothers. Yeah, because that honestly could have been me standing there. It really <laughs> that was could've. the thing that struck me the most. It was funny. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was about three or four months before you and I started hanging out. Yeah, because it was the the Christmas or the. I guess they call that the spring semester yeah. when you and I first started hanging out. So, um, 
What I find funny about that is looking back at all those pictures. I mean, this is the 20th anniversary of, of Big Tom's tailgate. Yep. Dang it, I'm old. Um, <laughs> but looking at how we started in the back of a 1997 Ford Explorer with no tailgate chairs, we, we had one table, and now we've got a 60-inch TV, surround sound, microwave, beer tap, four tenths. I mean, it's 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 a pretty it's a big, big deal. deal. Yeah, it is. And it, it was it was very sad having to write that that one blurb about Otis because you know yeah. Otis was he's my boy yeah but you know he will live forever in infamy on a caricature there you go you know what What's we might up? put we might do a Big Tom's tailgate sponsored shirt you think so because the the pictures are still on the website. We could just upload that to to Spreadshirt, can't we? We can make whatever you want, Dave. As I our merchandise we, coordinator, you can figure out what our entire product line is. We could do the the unrelated at birth logo on the front with Big mm-hmm. Tom's tailgate on the back. And can I, I can I Photoshop in our big heads like hidden somewhere in the back? If you, it, whatever floats your boat, Adam. But, so you're the merchandise coordinator, but I'm the product designer, right? But, so I get but to the go problem rogue. with the problem with that is, mm-hmm. you've never been to Big Tom's Tailgate. I have not. So you, there's no even when you were in Tuscaloosa, you never came to Big Tom's Tailgate. I don't. I know. I did not. I don't think you did. And that's that's. I don't know that anybody ever said, "Hey, come to Big Tom's Tailgate." Yeah, there there were plenty of times where you you were invited to come tailgate. Mm, I don't know but, about that. You drink your bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Although, hey, Adam. Yeah? You are invited to come to Big Tom's Tailgate for the LSU game. Just that game? No others? No, you, you have an open invitation. but Okay, cool. He, here's what I'm saying, why the LSU game is a big deal. We're actually yeah. doing the 20th anniversary um, celebration that game. Oh, yeah. For Big Tom's Tailgate. Uh, we're actually doing a... Uh, a low country shrimp boil. Oh, that's cool. For the for the the nice. game and and it's it's going to be a fun game to to do. Although, Are you taking up a collection for Tua's medical bills? Uh, he can have my my ankle. <laughs> that's a, for all I. He care. can have my Achilles if he wants it. It won't do him much good, but he can have it. Up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? My thigh right now is. I think I've I've hurt my IT band from Ooh. all this. Well, from all the walking. I, I mean, last yeah. week I was at Disney. I guess last week and a half I was at Disney. Yep. I um, walking all around Tuscaloosa. My IT band is burning, man. Uh oh. Like consistently and constantly, can, or periodically when, and infrequently. When I infrequently, when I'm actually moving a lot, like I went and, yep. and walked, walk ran. I mean, my walk is most people's slow run. Sure. I, I went and walked. I'd say probably about five miles on a treadmill on Friday. And by about mile four, my Achilles, I'm not my Achilles, my IT band was just killing me. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I've got some, some icy hot. It's, it's going to be. That's what you need, man. Some biofreeze. Might, might have to bathe in that stuff. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but, so we got two things we could talk about. I mean, we, we need to, to give them the recap of. Of the Disney trip, because we, we kind of told them it was coming. Um, and then a very, very important trailer came out just last night. I it have did. my 
I have my tickets for for the Star Wars movie. Do you yet? I do not yet. I'm waiting for our local theater to put them on sale. They haven't put them on sale yet. No, it's a small little joint, man. That that's crazy. Yeah, it's they usually do it on the day. I'm trying to. I was trying to call them today and they didn't answer. But um, really, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, there's a, there's a, so many theaters like around here that there's one that still has plenty of seats that's over in the Kissimmee area. So yeah, if the local one doesn't work out, we'll just go there. The one thing I want to do mm-hmm. is uh, there's there's the the theater at Disney Springs. Yeah, they are doing twenty seven hours of Star Wars leading up to the premiere of this. Sign me up, please. Really? All nine prequels, plus Solo, plus Rebellion, or plus Rogue One, all of them. Yeah. If they were showing them in release order, if they were showing them in release order, where I could watch New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi, and then sleep through the next two, and then watch Revenge of the Sith, if they were doing that kind of a thing, I could probably get behind it, but I can't start with the two worst ones. And then sleep through something else later. I wouldn't Let be able to do that. Okay. Knowing you as I do. Yes. Before we start talking about the trailer. <laughs> not Big Tom's Tailgate trailer. The the Rise, the rise, rise of, of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yes. I need to know. Gun to your head. Oh, goodness. Have to give your opinion now. George Lucas's prequels or Disney's sequels, which was worse? <laughs> which was worse? Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee and prepare myself for what's about to be probably the next 45 minutes of our life. <clears throat> I might need to go refill my bourbon glass. <laughs> Honestly, um, I understand a lot of people's beef with um, The Last Jedi. I, I do understand it. I don't completely agree with it. I enjoyed that one a lot. But for me, it's it's not the the prequels. I'm going to mark them as worse. I'm just going to go ahead and answer the question outright and then give a little bit of context. Okay. I'm going to mark the prequels as worse because as, as flawed as the story, a lot of people find the story of Last Jedi and the arc that things have taken so far and the way they handled Snoke the characters and the portrayal of those characters is so much more, I'm going to use the word endearing and intriguing with the newer movies than the prequels. I, when, when I read on Facebook that there's potential for them to do a Darth Vader prequel series and that Hayden Christensen might reprise the role, part of me dies inside. <laughs> because that was hands down the worst casting to put him Qui-Gon Jinn was spot on. Obi-Wan with Ewan McGregor was spot on. And to have the main person you're supposed to feel, at the, by the end of Revenge of the Sith, you're supposed to feel torn, that you don't want this person to be evil. But all you want to do is see Hayden Christensen burn in the lava at the bottom of that mountain by the time they finally get around to him having his legs chopped off in Revenge of the Sith. And Natalie Portman could not have been more bland. So you, you can balance it either way, right? Do you want to watch a bunch of Senate meetings in the prequels or a slow car chase in The Last Jedi? All of those kind of things kind of balance each other out in the end. For me, I care about Poe Dameron. 
if I'm a Star Wars fan. I care about Finn and Rey, and I want to know what her background is. I don't care about the way Hayden Christensen pulled off Anakin Skywalker. Why and that do you character, care about Poe? There's no backstory for Poe. We have not. We just but, know but that he's, he flies but the, way, the way that he's portrayed. The whole okay. This what a lot of people didn't like a lot about Last Jedi was the humor. I thought the way that it opened with Poe doing that whole "I'll hold for for Hux," you know, I thought that was hilarious. I love, and that. I thought it was a very good portrayal of like how the Resistance now is just thumb your nose at it. We don't care. We're going to come at you. And I think that Poe's character is one that even if we don't have a lot of backstory, um, there, there's a lot of personality there that I think has the potential to develop. What I don't like about, and this will be the last part of my answer, and I'll let you talk. What I don't like about what the new movies have done is I just finished the audiobook of Phasma. So you finished it? I finished it. And that was, I'm not going to okay. give away any spoilers, but that was in it, because I know you're listening to it now, but that was an incredible amount of backstory to put into a character that literally disappeared twice mm-hmm. in two movies. And that was a character that really, based off of how they pulled off her character arc in that book, she could have been a major player in all of this, and she was a footnote. And I will, that, I will I'm say not, this. I'm not happy about some of that stuff, but I still have to rank the prequels as worse just because of the way that they portrayed that. The movies have no heart. They have no emotion. They're just kind of bland. It's like eating crackers. And it, Are you going to choose Club Crackers or Ritz Crackers <laughs> between the prequels and the new ones if, if you believe that no, a lot of people feel about I'll Last Jedi, right? I'll take some Ritz Crackers. I will yeah. take me some Ritz Crackers. See, to me, the prequels are saltines. And the we'll call the new ones Clubhouse, right? Ooh. They're better, but they're not as great as it could be. But people have such high expectations that honestly, nothing they could do would meet it. And that's why, for me, watching the trailer, and I know we're going to talk about it in a minute. Watching the trailer, I'm I'm kind of metering myself throughout the whole thing because it's like they're either going to hit it out of the park or everybody's going to be disappointed. Force Awakens was J.J. Abrams, right? It was. The whole movie was fan service, which I loved. Yeah. That leads me to believe that this movie is going to be fan, either all fan service well, or all thumb your nose at family. Well, I, have to, I have to say this movie at the end of the day is going to determine whether or not the new trilogy that they do with brand new characters, if they don't pull this off, no one's going to care anymore. I mean, I think everybody's going to say, okay, we're in that lull again like we were after the prequels where we don't need any more Star Wars movies. If right. they hit this one out of the park and it opens it up to, like, Infinity War. the and Infinity War and Endgame opened up this whole new chapter and rounded out the first one so well that people are still excited about Marvel movies. They have a chance to do that with this, and I just hope they take it. So, Dave, how would you <laughs> rank the prequels versus the new ones? Honestly, so... I have a hard time... I put Revenge of the Sith... Yeah, up there with one, two, or three. Like, I, Revenge of the Sith is one of my top. Three. One, two, or three being the original trilogy. No, like it's one of my top three Star Wars. Oh, movies. okay, got it. Okay, so I have a hard time taking Revenge of the Sith and leaving it in, in its own category and having Phantom and and uh, I hate sand. <laughs> uh, clone, whatever. Attack of the clones. Attack of the clones. I hate. I can't take them apart. So, to me, I, I asked you to do an impossible thing because I can't do it. Because I have to see Rise of Skywalker before I can tell you which one is better. Yeah. Because we don't know the complete story of the the sequels versus the prequels. 
But I, but that's the thing is I can tell you though that mm-hmm. as 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 much as people hate the slow car chase and I put that in air quotes from Last Jedi, I can tell you without a doubt that Rise of Skywalker will be a more entertaining movie to watch than any of the first three, any of the prequels. It will be more entertaining and it will be more rewatchable. I See, don't think I that the first ones can be rewatched that much. I they disagree with you. I can watch Revenge of the Sith anytime. Anytime it's on TV. Okay, I'll Revenge of the on. Sith. I'll give you at least that one, yeah. yeah. I'll give you that one. Now, I attack. still think that this is this is what they have to get. This is what they have to get. Is Revenge of the Sith was a really good Star Wars movie up until the moment where Darth Vader did that no yeah, that was thing. Stupid. That's that could have closed it out. It could have been that great moment. Think about Rogue One, Darth Vader right at the end coming down the hallway, just kicking right. everybody's butt. It could have been that kind of a moment, and they missed it. If yeah. Rise of Skywalker builds up to the climax and they miss it, I think that to your point, the the three new movies will be grouped and moved down to prequel level status. If they yeah. miss the note at the end of this one, this one has to have a twist. It has to have something you didn't see coming. And it can't just be somebody getting cut in half. And, oh, look, that worked out. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. Like that, right? I mean, it can't be like that. Well, so. w- the problem is we all knew that Anakin was getting cut in half. We knew that he was getting burned. We, yes. we, knew, we all knew. Like, they had to write to the point in, in Revenge of the Sith, in the prequels. You know, it was all leading up to what we knew was there. Yeah. These sequels, it's all new stories. Now, where Disney has messed up, and I do think Disney has messed up. Okay. Where Disney has messed up is they didn't write all three movies out at one time. They said, all right, JJ, here's your first movie. All right, Ryan, here's your second movie. JJ's ending it here. And they had a third person writing this movie, and it luckily bombed, and they gave it back to JJ. Yeah, yeah. I think that they should have had one person writing all three movies and then letting different people direct it. Well, I think I think they have an opportunity, though, to rectify that. They've heard enough feedback where they know where they went wrong. They, they've heard enough of the fanboy stuff where they know what, what not to do. They have Batu to build off of now. They have all of the books oh, if, and if the stories that have been. Batu, I, if, I'm telling you right now, I, I think that that's where they have a chance to tie everything together. Mm-hmm. And Last Jedi is more of a blip than than a than a consistent error that they make because reading some of these books they under the under the Disney umbrella the Star Wars franchise has the storytelling capability oh, to I pull agree. off something amazing they just have to do it now and not get lost in the thing I think Last Jedi got lost a little bit too much in the message of Poe trying to learn because Poe's going to be the leader now Poe had to learn his lesson. Right. And a lot of that slow car chase type stuff was just for that purpose. But I, I think I would even make the argument, you know, a lot of people make the argument that Indiana Jones had no impact in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Have you heard that that one before? No. Okay, so it, I, Big Bang Theory is where I heard it, and I've actually read up on it a little bit. And if you take Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, nothing changes. Because they still get the Ark, they still go to the island, they still open it. The only difference would be that it ends up in the warehouse instead of on an island where no one knows where it is. But everything would have happened exactly the same. Hmm. They were still going to show up at the bar where Marion was. They still would have gotten the thing. You know, so so that, take, take that theory. I, I, I say the same Raiders, kind of thing. Uh, total tangent, but Raiders <laughs> is the best of the Indiana Jones movies. Last Crusade's my favorite. That was all fan service, man. That was my man. favorite. 
Oh, they just it was so good, sh- though. But it, it was great. It was great. But one of the best Indiana Jones scenes ever. Raiders, where there's in the market, and oh, that yeah. guy comes out and he's doing the sword thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And Indy just does. Do you know? Do you know the story behind that? That was it. Was uh, ad libbed, wasn't it? He got food poisoning, and he was really sick. And so he was when he's standing there sweating, looking tired. He really was. And the guy's doing that. And he ad libbed to just do that. And he's like, "I'm done with this." <laughs> and so it stuck. Yeah. But but for me, that that kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of theory. I think you could take all three prequel movies, and you could have consolidated that into one movie for the most part. Because we knew that Anakin was going to fall in love with Padme. Pod racing was a waste of time. No. A lot of, yeah, hold oh, dude, up. Come hold on. up. Come on. Are we really going to do this? Want to go pod racing? <laughs> it's a waste of time. No, Woo! it wasn't. Yes, it was. Dude, that was... It was a waste of time. Okay. This little How kid I... gets in a starfighter in the middle of a battle and just happens to make a perfect shot. We already knew he was gifted. Those three movies taught us nothing about Anakin. We knew he was a great pilot. We Obi-Wan knew he, told us that the first thing we ever heard about him. But we know he created C-3PO. We didn't know that at first. But then why does, C3, why does he say, I don't ever remember owning a droid when Obi-Wan sees him later? It was never intended to be that way. That was just plugged in there so they could sell a different little version of 3PO as a toy. Anyway. Come on, we got Wado. Anyway. Wado. <laughs> See, that's the, but that's my problem is you can't understand what half of these people say in these movies. They give no money. Okay, and then and then the little Mario about? things. You know the little the little, little Koopa, Mario things. Yeah, the little Koopa things that are always in the the Mario, the mushroom looking things. Yeah, though that's what I think that you know the things Anakin has to fix in Watto's shop. <laughs> Those yeah, look I can like see Koopa that. troopers. <laughs> Koopa troopers or Goombas. <laughs> that's what they were. Goombas, little brown guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like Koopa troopers. Anyway, anyway, but they they have an opportunity. I hope they take it. So why don't we talk about the opportunity that they could take by talking about the trailer? Okay, so what are your thoughts on the trailer? Because I'll tell you, and I think Chris Papchek said it best. Uh, he said this on the Diz Dads. I was a little underwhelmed by the trailer, but I'm glad I was underwhelmed. Yeah. They didn't tell us anything. You I have no idea. You have no idea why they are anywhere that they are. Right. At the end of the day. It's more about, to me, the trailer was less about even understanding the plot and it was more about the action slowly building while the music swelled to lead to that big moment at the end where it's where the you hear chorus and the fanfare and all of that because it just gets you jazzed for it so but i have no clue go ahead talking <coughs> the end me. i know that we hear luke talking and that's the force ghost we know that yeah is that leia is that leia that very last thing that you hear is a woman's voice I'm going to that, I'm have to go back at it and catch that. Here, let me let me see if I can find it. Is that Leia's voice as a as a force a force ghost? Possibly. I mean, she can fly in space, so why not? Oh, <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> see, that's that's the thing. I will put flying in space up there with "I hate sand" as the most cringeworthy moment in the Star Wars. Yeah, movie. you you're I'll okay with there. the Last Jedi. I'll put. I love that movie. The moment the moment that makes it for me is when they blast everything, and Luke steps out and brushes the stuff off his shoulder. Yeah, that just. Or the yeah. projection of him does. All right, hold on, hold on. Are you going to scroll through the whole thing? Always. Mm-hmm. That's Leia. That was Leia, yeah. Yep. Yep. And the only way you, you hear You found that, that quick. I'm impressed. Well, because I knew that was the last thing. <laughs> and so. so, for me, again, the trailer was less about knowing what's going on and more about you're seeing the visuals, you're starting to form a thing. 
an idea. And everybody's talking about the ghost ship from Rebels is in that one scene and all the things. And But here's the thing I don't get. Why does the Millennium Falcon have a round dish again? Right. Please tell me this doesn't involve time travel. So <laughs> did you see what Logan said on his Facebook wall? No. He said it's time travel. Oh, ha- I, hope I mean, man. So the Falcon, yeah, the Falcon has a dish again. Yeah. I mean, it had the rectangular one like it has in the land. It has a rectangular right. one. But the round one is from, that one got knocked off in the Death Star Battle and Return of the Jedi. Right. So what's going oh. on? Because, so my theory is, and, and, and we can kind of tie these two together, This all this wreckage is obviously a version of the Death Star. Right. And we see her on the forest moon of Endor at the beginning, in theory. And I, the forest moon is of the planet Endor. Endor is a gas giant. And it's kind of a bluish color. So I think that's the wreckage of where the second Death Star got sucked down into Endor's gravity. And the Emperor was in the Death Star because he got thrown down the shaft. The Millennium Falcon was there for that battle. I mean, so I don't know exactly what is but going on. But the Falcon's on, already... But I don't know, dude. But in either case, that's that's part of my theories. They go back to Endor. They go back mm-hmm. first to the forest moon, and then they go there because one of the one of the things that um, I don't know if you ever read the book, The Truce of Bakura. No. And Disney's kind of cherry picked which of the the legend stuff they pull in and which they leave out, right? Because Thrawn got pulled into canon. Thank goodness. Right. That's been one of the best moves they've made. I haven't read but, that um, book yet. I need to. It's just a great character overall. But in Truce of Bakura, Leia goes back and revisits. Um, indoor, and she passes. She's in orbit around the planet, and she passes over the spot where they burn Darth Vader's body, and she blacks out because there's so much concentration of the Force in that spot. That I wonder if they're going back to that kind of a thing, that that Ray is drawn there or has to go there or something along those lines. Hmm. But so if they're know. going to the Forest Moon of Endor, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams, if you don't give me Ewoks. I will be so mad. Can you imagine Wicket coming out some shriveled little gray, shriveled up Ewok? I need <laughs> Wicket. <Chibuki-uki. laughs> I need my Wicket fix, man. <laughs> He's going to be so old. They can have baby uh, Ewoks. We can have Wicket Jr. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I need Wicket. <laughs> Come on. Mm. So, so what, what's your big theory, Dave? Let's my big it. theory. And you said I, you said I was going to be shocked by this. Yeah, I, I've done some research. I'm I'm thinking the only way to truly balance the force. Mm. Skywalkers always tend to go to the dark side, so we have to find a way somebody who's gone dark to balance themselves to the light. Okay. Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Hmm. Ray chooses the light. Ben Solo <laughs> dies in the dark. So, sorry, I just have a picture now. Ray walks up because you see the shot in the trailer. Mm-hmm. There's the Emperor in the floating chair, right? It's kind of right. hovering. He walks up. He's like, Ray, come and sit on Granddaddy's knee. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I found a quarter, and he pulls a quarter out yeah, from behind her ear. That's gonna be. I got some hard candy for you. But Ray, um, is, that's that's her granddad. Interesting, interesting. And I, I don't. So we. We don't know his backstory really, and we don't know if he has kids. We don't know if he has a wife. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. But I think somehow we're going to find out that 
either Ray is a clone of of that family or not. Interesting. So I, I think that she's a Palpatine somewhere. I, I go the opposite way, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think that Ray is a clone. Mm-hmm. I think Ray is a clone of a Skywalker. Luke in, in particular. And I think that she has to turn dark and I think Ben has to turn light. I still go back to the first movie. I don't think he killed Han Solo. I think Han Solo killed himself to spare his son from that act. Because he's never fully been there. He's been a te- he's been a temperamental little brat. Right. Who likes to destroy things. And when he doesn't get his way, he gets really mad. Yeah. But I, that doesn't scream dark side to me more than it just screams angst. So we'll see. So we'll here's see. why I here's, still want to know. I still want to know who dropped Ray on Jakku. Right. I because I, she vividly remembers somebody dropping her off. So why didn't she vividly remember who it was? J.J. Abrams. Well, we'll Can't find you show out. us? We will find out. <laughs> here's why I don't I do. think Ray is going Go to the dark side. Okay. Disney has invested too much into Galaxy's Edge. She is in the the Rise of the Resistance training video. How they're quote unquote training the new recruits. When you're oh, going is she really? First, yeah, they they film her. You know, welcome new recruits. Blah 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 blah. Disney knows what is going to happen. If if they were going to make a move or make a ride that is going to be rideable after Rise of the Resistance, yeah, or uh, not Rise of the Resistance, uh, after Rise, of, Rise Skywalker. of Skywalker, they would not have put Daisy Ridley as Ray in that pre pre show. Hmm. If she turns bad. Okay. Just thinking the Disney way. You're not going to have Ray as a walk-around character to meet just in a wrestling way. You're not going to have so, Ray turn heel if if she's going to walk around with the good guys, the face characters, the faces. And, and so along those same lines, then, if you put in Batu, that you have Kylo Ren there and he's searching for Jedi, would you always permanently have him walking around if he turns good? No. But Batu, I mean, yeah. right. I mean, along the same lines as what you're saying, but Batu represents a point in time, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like meeting Ariel before she had her legs, dude. <laughs> I mean, so, you have a meet and greet with Ariel before she got her legs. That is very it's true. It's a point in time. But but two I, we'll is just not have a, to see. But, but two is not a point in time because it Ryan is. Street said, no, it's not. Because Ryan Street said it best, that the the TIE fighter that's out in the, the resist or the, uh, the First Order area... Mm-hmm. is a TIE fighter that they're not using in this movie, but was supposed to be in Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. That sounds like an editorial decision to me. But we'll see. We'll see. I just want Kylo to turn. I, I want my theory to be right. All these people had theories about Snoke and all of that. I want my theory that's gone back to the very first time I saw Force Awakens. Yeah. That Han Solo saved his son. I want that to be true. And if that's not true, I'm going to have an angst. And I'm no, going to complain. Won't. And I'm no, going to go won't. on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm going to give it a bad review and stomp no, my feet. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> so do we need to give people a backstory of Black Spire? Because I think people need, in order to understand Galaxy's Edge, Yeah, I think that we need to talk. We're not going to talk Disney trip today. This is going to be Star Wars. We're we're, we're already Fine three minutes that. deep. Yeah. Okay. I think we need to talk about the the Black Spire Outpost book. Okay. First Without off, giving away major spoilers. First off, I do think that while it's not as good 
as Black Spire, I think you need. We did it wrong. I think you needed to read Phasma before you read Black Spire. Yeah. Because Black Spire, they talk about what happens in Phasma. I think they covered it well enough, though. Um, like, if you really are itching to read Black Spire, you can pull it off like we did. But right. there's a little bit of backstory and a little bit of context that comes from the Phasma book, written by the same person, and it's a continuation of, of some things that happen in the Phasma book. But, um, yeah, I think you could if, if you wanted to. But, yeah, Black Spire overall... I mean, what do you what do you want to what do you want to tell people? I mean, we we've got, I think we need to really go into that the backstory of it because, like you said in that tweet that that the author of the book actually retweeted us, I do think the Black Spire needs to be required reading for Star yeah. Wars fans, or Disney needs to actually get off their booty and and make a Black Spire uh, movie. <laughs> get off their booty. They just made an entire book about it. Well, bunch of lazy bums. Well, okay, no, they didn't. Deborah, <laughs> uh, I forgot her last yeah, name. Yeah, she did. But I think that if you're going to put all of this stuff at Galaxy's Edge, and you're going to actually do some fan service into the the movies about it, you you need to to give some fans the backstory because well, that, ninety percent yeah. of the normal fans will not read that book. Yeah, well, and there's some of the the descriptions that they give that are just really. You know, by Marathi walking through the land. She's the rebel spy that I think is in the pre-show for Rise of the Resistance too. You by, see her in, yeah. the, in that in, in that quick clip that they released at D two three. There's somebody there giving a like a pre-show kind of speech on a hey, side note. Is is it D two three? Sorry, D twenty three. I don't know why I said that. It's D okay. I was just just okay. Yeah, th- thanks for correcting me. Um, well, I didn't know if it was a Disney thing. <laughs> no, or... it's, it's D twenty three. Okay, and so. She walks through the land. She's out there, and a lot of the stuff in the book is her walking through, and it talks about the Toy Darien Toy Maker, which is the little shop that has the toys and the games and the Ronto's Roasters, and you know all of the <clears throat> kind of talks through all of that. But I think the coolest thing about it for me is, yeah, that it's set in the land, but that's a very intentional, creative choice. Right. Like you have to integrate those places, and you expect to see them. Having been there and then reading the book, it helps you visualize a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But I think the coolest thing for me is that it it helps you know and have an appreciation for why things are laid out the way they are. Right. When I come in from the Muppet side, or in California, if I come in through, I think it's Critter Country on that end. If I come in through this way, it's just basically this empty space with these mountains and stuff. There's not really a lot out here. The village is all the way on the other side. The Millennium Falcon is not the first thing I see. And all of that's very intentional. And I know right. all of that was very intentional from like an Imagineering standpoint. We were doing a walk with one of them and said, well, you know, it's interesting you hid the Millennium Falcon. He said, well, to people in Black Spire, they wish they'd leave. It's a big hunk of junk just taking up space to the people who actually, quote, live in Black Spire, you know. So it's not their big thing. So when you come here, it wouldn't be your big thing, you know. Right. And so there's a lot of creative decisions, but it tells you why. It is where it is. And my hope is the the ruins that the Resistance is building their base in where you end up. I hope that's in Resistance. Rise. If, if you read the book as to where she goes through, if that cue replicates that, it makes me excited for all of that that stuff. And I think that a lot of people walk through the land. They just want to get to Smuggler's Run. I've got a reservation at Oga's. I'm going to go build a lightsaber. And I've seen people, um, some of whom are very active in our same podcast circle, say it's a a halfway done land and a halfway thought through land. But when you integrate that book with it, it's really not at all. Oh, it's not. At it's all. not at You're all right. that way. It, it was very intentional on a lot of fronts. So that's why one of the reasons I really hope they bring in 
Rise of Skywalkers, if you have the book to tell why it's there, and then you have a raison d'etre by having it in the new movie, and there's a reason that it exists, and if Vi actually shows up in the new movie, I will literally pee my pants. Oh, I'll be so excited. Because then they will have really connected everything, and now all of the people who said, oh, I can't believe that they're building something that's not tied to any of the movies, if they come on the back end and give them a sucker punch and actually tie it into the last movie, I think it'd make the whole thing worth it. Honestly, It'll change I, everybody's opinion about it. Yeah, honestly, I'm okay with it not being tied into the movies right now, because like, yeah. I, I think I told I was talking to you about this. Star Wars fandom is a fanboy to a T. Yeah, I mean, you've got your your crybabies, you've got your you know <laughs> what you you've got your people every who, kind of personality, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If if they made Tatooine, or if they made Coruscant, or if they made you know Cloud City, or something where you know these cities, yeah. If they if Disney messed up just one minute detail. It, the internet would blow up. Yeah. So I think they did it right by making their own unique outpost yeah. that isn't Star Wars, but it is Star Wars. Yeah. Like they've they've interwoven Black Spire Outpost into Star Wars lore now. Yeah. Now is and it is George Lucas happy about it? Probably not. But George Lucas, like you said, has already screwed up Star Wars. <laughs> So. It's just fun. I mean, it's one of those things. You watch somebody who made something just push it too far. Mm-hmm. And and I love George. He's a very creative guy. He has done so much for a lot of our lives in ways that we could never expect. When Like when my parents first saw that movie and when we first saw Return of the... My first movie in the theater was Return of the Jedi. And still, you know, 36 years later, it's still something that we do every day. Yeah. And there's not much you can say that about. So... Dude. I think, though, it, I, I'm telling you right now, I have this picture in my head, and I know I'm going to be disappointed, but I have this picture in my head of the crawl, right? And at the end of the crawl, it says something about that the, the true push from the resistance starts on a backwater planet called Batu. dot, dot, dot. And then the first person you see is V. Marathi, and you only see her for like a minute and a half, two minutes. But the fact that that freaking land is the first thing you see in that movie would be the coolest thing I think they could do. Yeah, it would. I know I'm just setting myself up <laughs> to be disappointed on that front, but that's what I would do, man. I would just I would plug it right there and just shut everybody up about it. But that's just so me. the the knock on Black Spire is that everyone said, "Oh, this is just a an advertisement for Disney," and it is. I mean, let's let's not get it let's not get it twisted. But how how is it? What do you mean when you say that though? <clears throat> Oh, and I'm not telling the company in. line. I really want you to yeah. know. She walked into Olga's tavern and she ordered a fuzzy tauntaun, and, and you know, it, it, it's basically yeah everything yeah. that was created to tell you about but, Galaxy's and, and, Edge. And that's what I'm saying is is that when you when you, she's walking through and you hear the names of the stores and she went to pick up lunch at Ronto Roasters and yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, it's obvious that it's there for a reason like that. Right. But it's literally not just a. It could have been a short story or a novella that literally just had a quick story of she showed up, she did some stuff, and she left. Right. Did you just fumble the bottle? I did. I, I, I just, I fumbled <laughs> did you just my, drop your, your, your thermal detonator I bottle from Star Wars? I dropped my thermal detonator. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But if it was just like a short story or like a 20-minute made-for-TV ABC thing, right, right, then that would be a commercial. There's a lot of thought that went into that backstory and to tie it into phasma like that and give it continuity within the canon, mm-hmm. I think is a big deal, you know? So, I mean, 
I, I, I agree that the book can be that way. I don't think the land is that way, though. I would feel more that way if they tried to recreate the Hoth base. Let's just say yeah. they did the, 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 the Hoth base. And they recreated that. That's like, oh, go watch Empire Strikes Back. Now that you've been there, go watch the movie. It feels like a direct tie-in. To do something different, I think, was a bolder move than to recreate anything that we'd already seen. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and I, I truly do think that, that Disney knows what they're doing. Now, yeah. if you had asked me two years ago if, if Disney knew what they were doing, I would have said, bleep, no, they don't. Yeah. Just because it's what what I'm seeing is not what I need to be yeah. seen. But well, and and it's what you said too. You said that Rise is going to be a lot of um, fan service in mm-hmm. the last movie with JJ, like Force Awakens was. The fact that you see the ghost from Rebels right behind the Millennium Falcon in that one shot. I mean, if yeah. they start bringing in, if they bring in a little bit from the books and a little bit from the TV shows and a little bit from Black Spire. And it doesn't have to dominate the story, but those little touches, it's almost like you have to check off all those boxes. This is your last chance, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to I make agree. all of that stuff make sense. So, yeah. I, now, see. I do think what's what's cool is now that you've got this Black Spire Outpost and Phasma and all these, these new books, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about making a new trilogy. Yeah. Vi can be your new trilogy. She could. Because I want to know her backstory. You know, why yeah. is she... Why is knitting her thing? Why, mm-hmm. why, you know, how does she, who is Captain <clears throat> Cardinal? We don't know anything about Captain Cardinal except for if you've read, read or listened to, like yeah. I have, Phasma and and uh, Black Spire. Yeah. So I, I think that that there are some some good, some great stories you can go on. Like yeah. we don't know anything about uh, Hermitage or uh, whatever Hux's, General Hux's dad. Is, Brindle is Hux. Brindle Hux. Yeah. We don't we don't know anything about Brindle Hux except for what we've learned in Phasma. Yeah. So what we yeah. can go down that Brindle Hux road. Yeah. So here's my question for you. Okay. We know they don't completely go back in time. Sorry, I'm gonna go back to what we were talking about yeah, before. Okay. I'm gonna go we back in can. time to talk about time travel. But it's back How does, in time. Because we get old Lando, right? We don't get yeah. CGI young Lando. So what is his? What is he there for? How does he play into all this? What's your theory behind that? Fan service. Just fan service. Just fan service. I mean, hello, what have we here? And he just shows yeah, up and starts I, flying well, the no, Falcon. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll probably be there to fly the Falcon. I mean, they might go to him, and somebody will go to him and say, "Hey, we we need somebody to fly the Falcon." Han's dead, so aren't you tired of making all this money mining gas? And yeah, don't you want to come risk your life again, kind of thing? Don't you want to be a pansexual <laughs> over here and? Uh, <laughs> Oops, but, but seriously loud? i mean you know because i know that the the um finn thing was a theory for a while that he was yeah. lando's kid and knowing that the first order does take orphans and young children that's that's laid out pretty clearly in the phasma book I don't, and i think a little bit too in, in the other stuff is that they take children and they raise them up from children now and go after orphans specifically so they can indoctrinate them at a young age i don't think the timing adds up. Yeah. Because he would have to have been, Lando would have had to have been in his, what, 30s in Empire? Or in uh, Return? Yeah. And they're saying Return is 40 years after, or Return is 40 years before Awakens? So Lando's in his 70s now. 
Yeah. So he'd have had to he'd have had to have Finn when he was like in his late forties, fifties. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that that <laughs> theory lines up. Okay. Um, I just hope he has a reason to be there. I think Chewie just goes after him. Chewie just yeah. knows that you know the Fal- the the Falcon belonged to Lando before, mm-hmm. and we need somebody to pilot the the Falcon. Ray can't do it because she's off gallivanting. Gallivanting somewhere else. Running around indoor and fighting Kylo Ren, having force visions with him out of shirt on and all that stuff. Mm. Fighting, yeah. Force <laughs> visions. Um, so so then, okay, what about the scene in the trailer where Ray and Kylo Ren are destroying that place where um, he I, puts Darth Vader's helmet? See, okay, I don't know. <laughs> that's where I don't know. I'm flabbergasted. And then that's also the same part of the trailer where it, where Palpatine's saying, you have come together will be your undoing. Yes. Is that a collective you, meaning the resistance? Is that a you as in you and Kylo come together will be your undoing, Ray? Hmm. Is it you as in you and Kylo's undoing? Hmm. I don't English, know, and I want to know today. English language is is so tough when it comes. I to want that. to know today. I want to know today, but I don't want Disney to tell any more in a trailer. No, well, they're not going to. Look, as much as I like spoilers, I don't want to be spoiled at this. No, you can't be with this one at nine fifty, December nineteenth. I will turn my phone off. Yes, and well, you better anybody, turn it off before that. Look, we yeah. have shows here as early as six o'clock. So, if anybody knows me. For me to turn my phone off That's is a big a deal. Big deal. My mm. phone will be off. They should make a movie just about you doing that. It's such a big deal. There will be no <laughs> no interrupting me watching this movie. No trips to the bathroom? I will piss in my pants. <laughs> well, that's why I'm hoping they show V or Vi. If they show Vi and I do pee in my pants, I'm done. I'm It'll good for okay. the rest of the movie. It'll I don't have to worry okay. about it. So, so we're going with with some friends of ours that I've seen all the the three sequels with, and uh, man, we were, we were talking. We had to do six in one row and two in another row, mm-hmm. and we said, "Oh, we could put Amanda with this other person." And Amanda said, "No, probably not good because she doesn't like it when you talk in movies. And I'll have to ask questions." I said, "Well, don't sit next to me." <laughs> yep. Dave, why is shut up? <laughs> we don't know yet. Ask me later. Here, go I, read this. I, read this book. Well, actually, she read Black Spire. She, we, you know, I listened to Black Spire all the way down to Disney and back, mm-hmm. and uh, she listened to the whole thing with me. I was kind nice. of proud of her. Nice. I was very proud of her. She actually enjoyed it. She thought she wouldn't enjoy it, but listening to Phasma now, I don't think she would enjoy it as much as she, I just dropped my thermal detonator again. <laughs> I don't. You're going she, to blow us all to pieces. I don't think she will. TSA would think I would. Yeah. Um. I don't think she would enjoy Phasma as much as mm-hmm. she enjoyed Black Spire because Phasma is so much backstory. And where Black Spire is all action, uh, Phasma is just, oh, just a wait. lot of muddling. Oh, well, just I'm, wait. You... Okay, I'm at the nuclear. They, 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 her brother has just come after okay, her. Okay, her brother got to that weird gold thing in the desert and then came after her. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, I'm at the... Okay, so the you've night. gotten through all the... Consistent. That was the one yeah. thing for me. That middle section, it's like, is like, chapter twenty, ten years ago on Parnassus. Right. 
they're walking through the desert and everything's fine, and then all of a sudden something happens again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, exactly. come on. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I get why they do it now, having heard the whole thing, but in the in the middle of it, I'm like, seriously, they can't just go like five miles without something happening. But. Yeah. The uh, the book. So that book kept me awake, driving back to from Tuscaloosa at midnight. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to probably, well, it was about a three-hour trip. should have been two and a half hours, but because of the, the traffic. three-hour trip. Yeah. Uh, I stopped at two gas stations and bought two uh, Bang Energy drinks. Just because, <laughs> dude. You got home, you're like, I'm going to go cut the grass. <laughs> no, I, I fell right asleep. <laughs> and, hey, pat on my back, I made it to the 9 o'clock service. Wow, look at you, man. Hey. The pastor even said, "Did I see you on Facebook at at this, at at, at uh, the the game at midnight?" I said, "Yep." I said, and then you asked not- your pastor. And then you asked your pastor, "Why were you up at midnight?" Well, because he was watching the game. Oh, okay. he said. He, and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I said, "Well, I did ask him." I said, "Well, Paul, you're a Mississippi State fan. Why, why are you Why are you watching the game?" He said, "I have to know what it feels like to win, so I root for Alabama." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, the colors are close enough, right? I mean, you can right, kind of exactly. get yourself there. Exactly, exactly. Sure. So, see if, if you uh, if you come up to the LSU game, you can come to Summit with me. Oh, it's a good idea. Campaign or any other game since I have an open or yeah any other game. Invitation. But we we know that the flights are cheap. To uh, the starting price of the flight is cheap. Yes, but you can pack. So, what this- are your other theories for the <laughs> <laughs> Uh So. I, hit hit I, me with your all right. Hit me with your last big opinion. Not about the story, just about something from the trailer that you think is going to be a big deal or not. Hit me. So with I it. think where we see C three PO dying. Mm, he's potentially dying. no, he's dying. I think that the reason his eyes turn red in that one trailer is they have to trap Palpatine. In the droid, hmm. and he and you know all of that dark side <laughs> goes into C three PO. I am Emperor Palpatine, human well, cyborg relations. Well, Sorry, I just. But I mean, it makes sense because they're in that. It's that same area where we see him with the red eyes okay. in the one trailer, and in this trailer, he says, "I'm looking at my family for the last time." Mm-hmm. He's dying. That is a true... He's dying there. Not just deactivated, but... No, he's dying. Fully gone. He gone. Fully gone. It, he to, gone. To quote, to quote, yeah, the, the, the Duck Dynasty. He gone. He gone. Hmm. So, yeah, okay. that's, that's my, my thought. Okay. I think... Um, I'll throw my last one out there. I yeah, think that Palpatine is still alive. And I think that when you see those Star Destroyers breaking out of all that stuff, I think he's been, you're going to find that he's been navigating this whole thing together. And it's it's the Skywalker saga, but it could mm-hmm. also be called the Palpatine saga. Because when he was Darth Sidious slash Chancellor Palpatine, he was the one holding the strings with Padme and Anakin and making sure they were always together and that kind of thing. Then he was there orchestrating it, what he thought would be Luke's turn in the second set of three, and then Luke and Darth Vader turned on him. I think he's been orchestrating everything to lead up to this point. The Force visions and all that, I think, were him, and he's been orchestrating it now. So where's he been? He's been on Endor. With the, the, the Death Star crashed on the planet of Endor, 
And I think he has built up an, an entire fleet that he brings out. And that's what all those ships are from the Rebellion side as they meet up and they, they, they collide. This fleet that he's been building up for 40 years and then all of the resistance people they've been able to get together have to have one huge space battle at the end. So... Kylo will be... Kylo's going to be Supreme Leader. Yes. And then all of a sudden Palpatine shows up and says, Hey guys, no, really, I'm Supreme Leader. Kylo's going to... No, Kylo's going to be Supreme Leader of the First Order. And Palpatine's going to show up and say, All of that doesn't really mean anything. The First Order, all of that, just like the clone troopers and everything else were at his command, all of that was he was allowing to happen. And ultimately, he's the one that's trying to get in power and Kylo's just a pawn. And that's when Kylo turns. Because Kylo's just been a tool. Well, a tool for Palpatine. <laughs> I mean... Mm. So there you go. So here's my hot take. Take it. Where you don't like Hayden Christensen... I think Adam Driver has been that kind of a, a hire for this. Really? I don't really... To me, Adam Driver is dry. But at least he can make himself, like, believably angry. No, he doesn't to me. Really? No. Hmm. He's just been... There. There. He's brooding. He is. He's emo. Okay, so was Hayden. I guess there you go. Then so was Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he's he is this this. I mean, I don't hate Kylo Ren like I hated Darth Vader, and I think that's what the, maybe you're not supposed to. Well, but what's missing? Oh, that's a goal. Why is that? Not, okay, that's a goal. Are you commenting on hockey on our show, Dave? Yeah, I'm watching. No, I'm watching we don't comment fans. on hockey on this show. Come on. Uh, okay, <laughs> what I think what this prequel is missing. Or the sequel is missing. All throughout the prequels, we had somebody that we hated. All throughout the the original, we had somebody that we hated. Hayden Christensen. I don't hate anybody in these sequels. I, I sympathize with Kylo sometimes. And we're not supposed to do that. That's because he's not completely dark, man. Okay, so who's the bad guy? Snow. You're gonna find out that it, the whole no, the whole time you're gonna find out that it was Palpatine. I I just as cool as it's going to be to see Palpatine back on the screen. <laughs> I need a Darth Vader type guy mm-hmm. to hate. I don't need a. I don't like standing here with my shirt on. I don't like my helmet. It's too tight. How about I'm flying in a TIE fighter and I blew up the bridge that killed my own mother? He he couldn't. But he was going to do it. No, he, he was didn't. pondering it. But, but he, was he pondering didn't. It. He didn't pull the button. Somebody else okay. did. Why did. Why is that? Because he, he was fighting why with is, himself. Why is he fighting with himself, Dave? Because he doesn't know how dark he truly is. And or maybe he doesn't understand how light he truly is. No, he's not light. <laughs> because, okay, so I, watch the trailer again. When Ray and Kylo, and I had to I had to slow it down and pause it. When Ray and Kylo were talking to each other and you see him 
ignite his, you hear him ignite his lightsaber. I thought for a second that you see a glimmer of white, but you don't. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, I thought for a second it was. (laughs) If they bring in kyber crystals though, then you will be talking about Black Spire. So speaking of the words black and kyber crystals, have you heard that there is a black kyber crystal? Yes. And I want it. I have to find this. I found out about this today. Really? Yes. I didn't know about this until today. I have to know what this is all about. It makes it evidently still red on the lightsaber, but the holocron does something. So does Black Kyber play into this new movie? Huh. Maybe. Somehow. And that's why it's rare right now, because maybe they're not supposed to put it on the shelf. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. And whoops, every now and then one sneaks through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here, here can be the, the next uh, poll on Facebook. Or wherever. Yeah. So Rise of the Resistance starts December 5th, right? Yeah. My last trip that I have planned is, well, a month from now. So before December 5th. Yeah. Do you think that the, that I will find a way to get to Orlando in December? Well, we know how cheap flights are, Dave. Actually, I just looked it up. It's, it's more expensive coming from this way to that way. <laughs> no doubt. I have no doubt. Do you think that there would be a, any way that I will find a way to get down to Orlando between uh, any time in December? No. You say that no? would be my vote. That'd be my, that would be my vote. I would say no. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't. I won't. I mean, they're not even doing any kind of cast preview or anything like that. It's uh, and my I mean, my ticket's going to be blocked out. So have fun. Let me know how it is. Oh, I will. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: Is the is uh, Hotel de Russell open if I do find a way? Sure. Okay. Hotel de Russell. And, and what about the <laughs> the magical Russell Express? Um, yeah, I may not get you there at rope drop if I have to drop off the kids at school first. But you know, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, I'm talking about from the airport to the mm-hmm. hotel. Yeah, I'll pick you up at one o'clock because that went so well last time. God, dude. Anyway, it, it, hey, it wasn't horrible. Hey, we've got yeah. an hour just talking about Star Wars. I love it. All right. All right, dude. Well, we we got it. We got to end this. So, uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of the show, we've got a plethora of ways to do it now. Uh, the old school way is six five zero UAB show. Spell that out on your keypad. Give us a call. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and we'll discuss it. And uh, by the way, did you see the big big tub of sour cream on the table? At uh, tailgate, <laughs> yes, I did. I was going to open it and, and see the dollop, but my mom had already opened it before. Oh I got no! no. <laughs> but um, did she lick it when she opened it? That's no, the question. she didn't. She threw it away. <laughs> I can't believe what's the, it. But what's the new school way to get a hold of us, Dave? To find out anything you ever wanted to know about our show, what's the new school way to do it? Unrelatedatbirth.com. It's that easy. That easy. It is that easy. We're on YouTube at Unrelated at Birth. We've got two, uh, mm-hmm. two vlogs out there right now. Vlog. Vlog. I'm going on a cruise in November. There'll probably be a vlog there. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to get you clips. Just save them. Okay. Um, you've got some stuff coming up this month, don't you? What are you signing me up for? A trip to Tuscaloosa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. Oh, well, but anyway. My beach trip in Thanksgiving. Um, I'm actually planning a blog post about um, some stuff that's been going on with the kids. 
To, to where? Um, so yeah, there'll be more stuff. <laughs> uh, also, to a that, secret that, place that we shall not name, like last that, time. That website does have our blog. Uh, I just mm-hmm. wrote a blog about about Big Tom's tailgate. Yep. Uh, Adam had one from way back in August. <laughs> hey, I did Adam, mine. It was your turn, dude. Hey, I did. I did a good one. It was it was you a did. long read too. I actually put yeah. a lot of pictures up there. That's good. So yeah, it's our it's got our blog. Link, you can play our YouTube videos directly from there. Instagram, You can check there. out our Insta feed directly from there. If you go to the shop tab, you can shop for merch directly from there without leaving the site. And um, it's got a couple of bios. We're always going to be adding stuff to it and refreshing the content. So check that out, not just once, but several times. Make it part of your daily routine. There you go. Smile. <laughs> uh and also, if you want to check us out on Twitter, of course, I am at dadams419. He is at Run. The show is at NotRelatedBros. Instagram, we are at dadams419, at RunTideRun, and at UnrelatedAtBirth. Um, I don't have an old, a, a show that we can do our little ending to, so I, do you have one you want to... Eulogize. No, I, th- I think we. I think we should. I think we should harken back to the to the sideline warning days. We say it every week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead. So, guys, we we we've <laughs> we we said it last week. We're going to say it this week. We say it every week. We love you guys. We do mean it because we do love hearing the feedback to to how we've done. I mean, I've I've heard a couple of things this week about how how our show is, and, and we love hearing that. Uh, Hey, by the way, don't say it because she listens to the show now, Adam. Don't say what? That she was just walking upstairs. <laughs> Heard of turtles. Turtle, turtle. <laughs> I like turtles. Uh, but anyway, guys, we, we love you guys. We do mean it. And, and we, we enjoy hearing your feedback. The fact that you take an hour out of your day to listen to two random guys just goof off and talk about Star Wars or... Talk We're about two their wild life. and random guys. Wild and crazy guys. Yeah, hey. Anyway, anyway, guys, we love you. We'll see y'all next week. Roll Tide, and may the force on. be with you. Yeah, may the force be with you. Yay! There you go. Yay! There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's Kermit says. Yay! Yay! <laughs> see y'all Bye. next week. <laughs>